Hey guys, before we start this episode, I wanted to talk to you about Type 1 Lifting. So Type 1 Lifting is a clothing line that proceeds of the shirts and tanks and everything else goes to the Children's Diabetes Foundation. So um, this all came about with me and seeing a five-year-old girl in the emergency department uh, that had a new onset of diabetes. So uh, just take a look at the website. It's www type1lifting.com so just check it out if you don't buy anything that's perfectly fine uh, I would just like for you just to take a look and just see what we have so like I said before www.type1lifting.com and guys I hope you enjoy the show Alright guys, another episode to the Type 1 Lifting Podcast. I actually have a co-host today, uh, Bradley Squibb, and uh, the person I'm interviewing is Chris Sexton. How's everything going, man? Pretty good. Can't complain. Yeah. So, how's uh, how's COVID going and everything that you've been staying safe? Because I know Brad got COVID. I just found out. Oh my God. Yes, I got the COVID. Brad, you look even better now, though. Oh <laughs> No, it's been going well. You know, not only are we owning a gym during COVID, but we actually opened a gym during COVID too. Yeah. So going through that whole process was interesting. So if you think about it, I mean, yes, opening a gym is hard. When you throw on a pandemic on top of that, well, guess what? Equipment, you can't get that as well. So we're basically just taking anything that we can get our hands on and running with it. And luckily, our clients were so awesome that they just kind of were patient and they trusted us, and we just kind of got everything one piece at a time. Yeah. But yes, it has been a struggle. Yeah. For sure. So, so a little backstory between all three of us: we used to work at a gym together, and the first time I actually met Chris, I was, I was doing a workout, and he comes up to me and he's like, "Hey, man, do you do CrossFit?" And I'm yeah, like, "Anos, I could tell right away." Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so so I was like, yeah, I do CrossFit. And he's like, oh, well, I go to this gym on Saturdays. You should come and check it out. And I, how, how old were you at the time? Like 20? Uh, yeah, probably 21. Yeah. 2021. Yeah, and so that's how I started getting to CrossFit, like, well, with down here because I used to do it up in Massachusetts. But And then uh, Brad, I met him through the gym as well. And we were all like – before I was even a personal trainer, we would talk a little bit. And then once we became personal trainers, we always kind of like throw ideas each at each other, which I was like truly grateful to have you guys on. So just to kind of like – It was the best. Yeah, yeah. It was a good time. But like just to throw off ideas and just like let like all the podcasts we listen to and kind of talk about the podcasts that we've listened to. So I, that was that was the best time. And then I had to grow up and actually get a real job. So <laughs> Now here we are. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I'll never forget you were over there trying to do double unders on the turf and uh, that was going well. Yeah, the worst. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. Yeah, like I had to improvise on everything. It was just, you know, just figuring stuff out. And that was the first person to get the bumpers out in the gym too because I persuaded some new kid at the front desk at night. And I'm like, hey, get those bumper plates out. I need those. And he's like yes, – But definitely don't drop them. Yeah, and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. And so then, yeah, so that's how we all like became good friends. Which is awesome, but um, I know you started personal training pretty early. So, yeah. so how did how did you start getting into personal training? Like, what was like when did you realize like this is the kind of an avenue for you? 
All right. So basically when I was in high school, fitness was not my thing at all. I was very shy. Um, I'd rather just be invisible. So really being like in a weight room, that really wasn't my thing. Um, then I went to college and I decided that I wanted to be a physical therapist. And in order to be a physical therapist, your major had to be exercise science. And I was like, oh my goodness, I'm going to have to go into that gym right over there. I remember looking at it and I'm like, I'm really not comfortable with this, but I don't know anybody here. I'm just going to go into it, start over, start fresh and just kind of lean into it. So my very first class for the major was exercise leadership, which was probably the worst thing that I could have possibly done being someone who is shy and not into fitness. And I go in there and she's basically saying that uh, we're going to have to choreograph a exercise routine to music and teach it to the class. And so I leave and I go and get in my car and I'm like, so do I drop out of this and change my major? Because this is a little bit much for me. Or do I just go in there and own it? And so I chose the second option. Like, I'm just going to start fresh. No one knows that I'm shy. No one knows that I hate fitness. But I'm going to go in there and just freaking do the best I can. And I did. I went in there, got in front of the group, choreographed this crazy aerobics routine. This is not a joke. It was actually an aerobics routine. And she would just put on a song and you had to one, two, three, go. So that's what we did got through that and in the midst of getting out of my comfort zone and doing all these things i was like actually i kind of like this whole fitness thing and as i continued in college and took more and more classes and got deeper and deeper into the curriculum when i started getting into like the chemistries and the physics and all that i was like mm, i don't know i'm not really loving this clinical side of things i'm really loving more of the application mm -hmm. so in the meantime i became a personal trainer to make some extra money and i kind of got my feet wet doing that Next thing you know, I'm working more and more hours and I'm loving what I'm doing and I'm starting to question why am I continuing with college? Like this really doesn't seem to make any sense. So I decided to put college on hold because I was taking off uh, with my career in fitness and I kind of leaned into that and it's really just been building and building and building since. And to answer your question, yes, I still have not finished college, but I will at some point. There just isn't that immediate rush. So in the midst of all that, becoming a personal trainer, branching out, yada, yada, yada. I worked at six different gyms and kind of learned what did I like from these certain gyms? What did I not like from these certain gyms? And just really figuring out what is going to be my play. What am I going to do different? And so after I worked at, I think it was six gyms. I feel like I was finally ready to dip my toes in the water. Actually, Brad, I complained to Brad on the daily about wanting to start my own thing, but just kind of being afraid. And he was always encouraging me, but at the same time, keeping me down to earth. He was never like, oh yeah, go do it now. He was more like, wait till you're ready kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So anyway, after working at all these different gyms, I felt like I was ready, but in a small way. So in a small way to me, meant how can I do this without too much risk? And that was opening up in my garage at that point. So here we go. I order all this stuff from Rogue, the dumbbells, the squat rack, yada, 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 and completely outfit my garage into a legit gym. Like we had a mini fridge with BitAid in it that we were selling. It was legit. We had a billing software. We had waivers, you name it. And it was going really well. So we had clients coming in. Uh, just doing our one-on-ones, our small groups. And the next thing you know, there's all these cars in front of the house. And I'm like, okay, 
So the HOA is probably not going to like this at some point. So we should probably <laughs> go ahead and get a plan together. So that point I start looking around and I'm like, do I want to build a gym from scratch? Do I want to go lease a spot and just build out that way? Trying to figure it out. At this point, I had been in the garage for a full year and I was ready to make a move. So a space becomes available and we decide we're going to move forward and we start gutting the space uh -huh. in the midst of all this is when Corona starts. So I've already started gutting the space. It's happening. I'm going to do it. Corona starts and that kind of delays the construction on everything because the workers are afraid they're going to get coronavirus. Some of the workers did get coronavirus, they had to quarantine. And then when we go to order equipment, you can't order equipment, forget about it. Yeah. So basically we had to take what I had in the garage and fill an entire gym with what I had. So that was kind of a challenge, but we made it work. Yeah. And then we decided to move forward, go ahead and open the gym. Fast forward, we've been open for six months and it's going awesome. Yeah. So funny story about your whole gym equipment. So I would to the, to the listeners. So he posted on his Instagram page, like his whole garage gym. And so my direct message to him, I asked him if he was a drug dealer because the amount of money he actually spent to buy all this like brand new equipment. And actually that post, I think went on rogue fitness, didn't it? it? Did. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I couldn't believe like the amount of equipment that he had. And I was obviously super jealous and, and here's me trying to scramble around to like one life, like all the broken stuff, just like bring it over to my basement. And he's got like all new gear, which was like pretty amazing. I, my mouth dropped when I saw that, when I saw that picture. Hey, I've been planning this for years. I was ready to rock and roll. Yeah. So <laughs> when, when did you, cause you're, you're really social now, sociable and like talkative. When did you start to kind of like break out from the, you know, being the shy guy when you first started, you know, going to college? So I was asked to start teaching some of the hit classes um, at the large gym that we all worked at. And that was terrifying because I was going to have to be in front of a whole bunch of people speak and kind of know what's going on. Um, but same thing. I was like, uh, I don't really know anybody here. I'll just one, two, three, go it. <laughs> so I didn't sleep at all the night before when I had to do it. And then I went in heart was pounding. I'm pretty sure that I called the class the wrong thing. Like, I think it was a legs class and I called it like, welcome to upper and just <laughs> kept on going, <laughs> just kept on rocking with it. But after I kept showing up, even though I would dread it the entire day, I just kept showing up, getting out of my comfort zone and doing it over and over again. I could literally do it in my sleep now. Mm -hmm. It causes no anxiety whatsoever. So really it was just getting out of my comfort zone and doing it repeatedly over and over again. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. And, and you actually did, you, uh, was it like two years ago? You won trainer of the year for Forsyth County? For best of Forsyth. Yeah. yeah. Best of Forsyth. Yeah. Yep. So you must have gone by the public. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. That's really cool. I was, I was, I was trying to get my clients to do it, but I was like, I don't think I have enough people to beat Chris this year. So I was like, <laughs> cause, well, cause you know, everybody. I yeah. I mean, cause you, you're really well known in Forsyth County. So I, I think, I mean, a lot of people do know you. Well, yeah, it's just being friendly, saying hey to everyone whenever you see them. And, and after a while, they remember that. They remember nice faces. I've been to a lot of gyms. I can think of one right now that I'm kind of involved with where when you walk in, you might get a side eye, but they will not say hi to you. And I just don't understand why it's got to be like that. If you just simply say hello, break the ice, you will have such an impact on everyone. They remember that. 
just being a nice person, saying hi, acknowledging them. Gyms are scary for a lot of people. Yeah. So when someone walks in, make them feel welcome. That's a game changer. Yeah. And next yeah. thing you know, you just know a ton of people. Yeah. And that's what I like about CrossFit gyms. Like a lot of the people that are in there are always welcoming compared to like, you know, global gyms. Like you'll see people like throwing heavy weight and keep to themselves and like, I yeah, mean, with their headphones on. Yeah. I mean, that, that can be scary for people. Yeah. Yep. Very intimidating for a lot of people. And actually, with our gym, it's a small gym. Like we do small groups and we do one-on-ones. And that's my top priority is to kind of hold their hand when they walk in. The reason they're looking for a small gym is because they're kind of nervous about a big gym. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's taking someone who's really uncomfortable with the whole gym environment and making them feel welcome and successful all at the same time. That is my number one thing right there. Yeah. So what are the first steps that you do for like your intro for any clients that do come in? So basically the way that our training works, it's typically workouts that anyone can just walk in off the street and do because I can either amp it up or I can modify it just based on it. We don't do movements that are going to put people in a risky position. For example, like an overhead squat for a lot of people is a risky position. Brad, I've seen your shoulder mobility. So an overhead squat <laughs> might be a risky position for Brad. Guess what? Brad doesn't have to do an overhead squat to be fit. It's not super essential to do that movement. So we just don't even go there. But what we are going to have them do is learn how to pick up something heavy correctly. So a deadlift. We're going to teach them how to squat to depth. That's important. Movement quality, basically, is the important thing. But so say someone comes in. Say it's Tom. Say Tom comes in. Obviously, he's ready to rock and roll. We can start trying to find a one rep max back squat or a five by five, you name it. He's ready to rock and roll. But say I have someone who's a runner and they've never, ever touched a barbell. Well, guess what? We're still going to squat today, but maybe it's going to be a little bit of a different session. So literally someone experienced like Tom can come in or someone brand new. It doesn't matter. It's all the same session. We're all doing the same thing. And it just kind of depends. You can amp it up or scale it down. But again, it's totally safe movements. We're kind of combining the great things about bodybuilding with the great things of CrossFit with the great things of powerlifting and putting it all into one mm-hmm. and removing the stuff that is not necessarily as effective. Very cool. Very cool. So um, I know, do you do you have your clients that do some Olympic lifting at all or just like kind of cleans we'll or just? Cleans, yeah. cleans, push jerks, uh, maybe a little bit of split jerk. But that's really about it. I mean, I'm certified twice to coach Olympic weightlifting, and I love to do it. But it's just, it's very time consuming to yeah. coach those type of things. And if it's a 45 minute session, general population typically want to come in, work out and sweat, feel successful, and then go to work. But if, if you do have someone that comes in with some specific goals to be a weightlifter, you know, we can tackle that as well because we do have the certified trainers to do it. But typically, general population, they're like in and out. See you later. I'm grabbing my coffee. Have a great day. See you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That's typically what our clientele is like. Okay. Very cool. And then, uh, Brad, you got any questions at all? Or Yeah. Yeah. You know, Chris, I love what you do. You've got a tremendous vibe with uh, at Horsepower. Uh, how, how did you feel like – how did you kind of crystallize your vision for your message and uh, for your people? Uh, because you are so welcoming. You put people at ease from the very beginning before they even walk into your gym. If they're seeing your social uh, media presence, they just put people at ease with uh, with what you do. Was this something that you kind of stumbled into? 
was this a message you kind of gave some thought to and you kind of crafted okay we're gonna we're, we're gonna do the coffee thing we're gonna do the horsepower thing and and so many creative spin-offs with the name where did your message where did the brand come from the brand is kind of encompassing everything that i love so fitness you know number one love it love the little touches of crossfit love the little touches of bodybuilding coffee hello anyone who knows me knows that i love coffee so whenever i had the opportunity to put nitro cold brew in my gym that that's a mind-blowing experience for me yes i'm gonna do that and yes i'm gonna get the little plastic cups with my logo on it to help the branding go out they come in they buy the coffee they have their little cup they take their little cup to work and guess what my logo is on that cup in their work so it's just kind of putting the brand out there and then just the name itself horsepower fitness that's another aspect of my life that's hugely important i grew up on a horse farm i have a massive horse head tattoo underneath my arm so i wanted it to hit home so when it came time to name the gym you know i had the idea for horsepower i'm like that's got to be taken someone's going to have horsepower fitness and it was available i was like oh my gosh the stars are aligning right now <laughs> so we have you know the fitness part we have the coffee part and then we branched into apparel which that's been a whole nother thing um you know fitness clothes things that look clean things that people actually want to buy that's always been something that i've been into i didn't think that we would branch into that as quickly as we have um, but it's another thing that i love and i wanted to get into and so really it's just things what do i like and what is my vision what would i love as a gym that's what i've been doing that's been the vision and it's really just kind of worked out um I don't know. I think it's just a combination of everything over all the years and kind of putting on my blinders and just truly running my play, not trying to copy what anyone else is doing. Just focal, focal points on everything that I want to do. Yeah, what you're doing is great. What you're doing is great. It's a very unique voice. Um, it puts people at ease and you can see that in everything you do. And, and it's just a living, breathing extension of who you are. It's yeah. just so easy to be around you. Um, it's so easy to work and to train and, and to find fitness uh, around you. Uh, it's just amazing. It's amazing to see. So uh, for you guys, uh, you got to go check out Chris's uh, social media. Uh, pick up a T-shirt if you can. I mean, they sell out in like a day. It's sickening. It's true. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's amazing. Yeah. So uh, how about for your group classes in like, I know you have how many how many uh, trainers you have you have four I believe yeah we have four now yeah mm -hmm. so how do you guys manage you know four trainers and classes and one on ones in such a small space yeah that's a really good question so having worked at six gyms and again Brad listened to me complain all the time about how trainers were compensated and how trainers were treated yeah in these larger gyms and actually at a lot of small gyms too. Uh, really an important priority for me was having a space where it was yes a win for the gym but also a win for the trainer as well i want the trainers to be able to make a career out of this but at the same time you know they have to be good trainers to make that happen so i thought all right so how can i do this how can i incentivize good trainers to come in and be successful so we came up with a business model to where basically for their one-on-one -on -one sessions, they pretty much run their own book of business. So if they're a really good trainer with their own clientele and they can hustle, they will be very successful at our gym. But that's what you want. You want trainers that are gonna be really good and yeah. hustle. 
not necessarily some of the larger gyms where they'll hire any trainer who's certified and then just hand them over clients. Maybe it'll work out, maybe it won't. That's not exactly what we were going for. I wanted the best people in the area to come in and be trainers here. So we have the trainers do them one-on-ones. There's always room for that. You know, you just kind of find a spot, you get your equipment, ready to rock and roll. And then we have one small group going on at the same time. And our small groups, we cap them at eight people. Wow. So only eight people can come to the small group because we want it to actually be personal. It's basically a personal training session. There's just a few other people there at the same time. Mm-hmm. And really, I mean, I've done it all. I've done the big classes. I've done one-on-ones. I remember when I worked at the big box gym, literally 46 people came to my class on a Saturday. I had no idea what anyone's goals were, what their injuries were. It was like herding cats. That's all you're doing is you're just moving them around the room safely and hopefully no one messes up. And then they leave and that's it. I don't really know anybody's name. I don't know anything about them. With eight people, I know everything. Yeah. I know their goals, their injuries. I know if they have brothers and sisters. I know everything about them. But really, that's the only way I can pull that off is to have a small group. That is the only way. And so we have our small group going on, and then the other trainers are able to do their one-on-ones kind of on the perimeter of the gym. Yes, it's a small gym, but we totally make it work because if they're a good trainer, they can make it work in whatever situation is presented. Yeah, I completely agree. Like even the smallest of space, like you could find something to do for your client. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And, and, you know, we do post the workout ahead of time. So the trainers know what the class is going to be doing. So they can kind of plan ahead that way, too. So if we're doing barbell stuff, they know, okay, I'm probably not going to use the barbell today. Mm-hmm. You just have to be really organized. And, and really, we learned that from experience. It wasn't like that at the beginning. All of this stuff has been learned as you go. You know, you find a problem, then you have to solve it. Yeah. So with, with programming and everything, do you do like – do you do it the day before or do you do like a week out, a couple weeks out or what, what's your process in the yeah, whole scam program? So the program, I do all the programming as of now because again, type A personality, I want it to be a certain way, yada, yada, yada. So I can typically program three days out because I like it to be fresh on my brain. If yeah. I was to do multiple weeks out, I'm kind of over it in my own head before it even gets here. Mm-hmm. So I like it to be fresh. And if I do any more than three days, I found at one sitting, I just, I feel like I'm not giving it my best. So I want to be able to be fresh with my ideas and really put a lot of thought into it. So typically the way it goes, and you know, so we just started posting our workouts and we have this app that we just launched where people who are working out, maybe in a different state, they can follow our workouts if they want. So to do that, it was a whole nother task of now I have to write the programming. That's step number one. Step number two, if I don't already have this movement demoed in a video, I have to go into the gym and demo that video. Mm -hmm. Then we have to edit the video to add text and sound because, again, I'm perfectionistic. It's got to look and feel a certain way. Then it's got to be uploaded to YouTube. Then it's got to go to the app that we actually upload for everyone to look at. So programming, which should be simple, as one, two, three ends up being like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and 10, as far as steps for our gym. But that is the vision. And I feel like it's the most effective way for us to be professional. So I have no problem doing it. But to answer your question, I had to keep it fresh. I usually do about three days at a time of programming. Okay, cool. Very cool. Yeah. So um, what what's the program that you actually use for to download like all the videos? Is it a uh... Trainerize or what, what was the, what's the program you use? Yeah, we just started using Train Heroic. Um, okay. I did some shopping around. 
a lot of the apps right now have something to do with like the word what or or something crossfit related and i didn't want the misconception that we're doing crossfit because we're not mm-hmm. um we're combining a lot of different things so i chose train heroic because it's clean it's got the videos literally right next to the exercise so it's it's user friendly like i don't know what that is you touch it and not only does it bring up a video but it's a video of one of your trainers in the gym so it looks super familiar so a lot of people come in they already know what's going on but Train Heroic has been really, really easy to use. Um, it's just really the buildup on the front end that's been extremely time consuming. We've uploaded about 150 videos already, and we're still doing more. I keep saying every week, this has got to be it. This has to be all the exercises <laughs> in my brain. There can't be any more. And then the next week rolls around, here we go again. Yep. There's yep. something else. Always, always. There's always something <laughs> new. People love the app. They, yeah. they love anything tangible that they can use in the gym to enhance their experience they love to see their numbers they love to keep track of their one rep maxes so it's not just coming in and exercising anymore it's now training you know there's a difference between exercising and training they are now watching their numbers and seeing the results and that's what they love it's evidence that they're getting more fit if you can show them that they'll stay with you forever yeah yeah so does does the train heroic does like you could do like custom colors or is it just like like how do, how does it work to start signing up for yeah, it so you basically have like a landing page so if you wanted to sell to someone out of state or somewhere far away and you're like all right so you can still follow our programming so you can have a landing page in their marketplace and that's where you do all of your branding you can have like success stories there's little sample workouts you you really make your own little web page basically on their marketplace so whenever someone's interested i can send them directly to that and it'll have all of our info let them know what we're all about and then they can subscribe right then and there and it's like 39 bucks a month is what we charge and it gives them five workouts a week it gives them access to all of us as trainers and and really they're getting the personal training experience without having to come in physically to our gym yeah but we've loved it. We've really enjoyed using Train Heroic. Highly recommend. Very cool. Yeah, because I, I mean, I'm just starting to get into this program called uh, Trainerize, and it's yeah, almost. I've, and it, I've heard of that one. Yeah, it's almost the same thing. And I'm kind of like, I haven't had the chance to, because I, I have, I have an online client of mine. Actually, you, you know him, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk off air about that one. Uh, but you know, I tried it, and I'm like, still kind of trying to get my feet wet, and it's like a little, I don't know. It's, it's sometimes a little hard understanding it. Pretty much, mm-hmm. but it kind of yeah. does the same thing as Train Heroic. I might just yeah. have to move over that that way. Yeah, maybe so. Uh, train Heroic, like we're so deep into that now, there's no way I would switch. I would never want to put in those videos ever again. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, it's so t- I have to do it tonight. It's literally <laughs> never ending. <laughs> <laughs> so um, how? So I know, like, when you start open the gym up during COVID, so and you probably start out with like a good amount of people. So have you capped out on your gym gym memberships, or you kind of keep on going a little bit? I could do some more, you know, isn't that what we always say though? Yeah, I could do a little bit more. We kind of hit our goal and then I make a new goal, but you know, we just upped it. So we started out capping at four people and then we went up to six cause we found that we had the space yeah. and then we recently just upped it to eight. So this morning at seven forty-five, I had eight people show up. We were at capacity. There was still plenty of room for all eight people. So now that we've upped it to eight. I think I could probably take, oh, and we added afternoon classes too. I think I could probably take on, I don't know, maybe, oh, I want to say 40, but that might be pushing it. We'll just have to see when we get there. Yeah. But but really, with the online app, 
you can grow as big as you want to grow. You know, mm-hmm. I might be capped out in the gym, but they can still be a part of our brand thanks to that. Yeah, very cool. And so, um, that's the cool yeah, that, that, that's why I kind of wanted to get back into like the online space because I think it's yeah. a lot better than having like a physical space and having people come in because obviously because I work a nine to five now, so it's kind of difficult. Mm-hmm. And like I got kids too, and I want to spend time with the family. And I have this podcast too, so it's a little difficult to, you know, go to a yeah. gym. And also... That's I I I love the part where you're helping out the trainers. So with money, because obviously, like for us, the reason why we left the big box gym is because the percentages are so low for us. It was it wasn't yeah. worth it. No, so we're not motivated. Yeah, like I go ahead, I think Brad. That's something uh, something most people don't really understand is uh, most trainers are caught somewhere in between the client and the management or the ownership of the gym and the trainer gets squeezed on both sides yeah really tough really tough intruder coming in my house right now no that's okay he gets a little he's a year and a half old he gets a little excited (laughs) so well a little bit of my story so i kind of wanted to like the the sales sales rep person was asking me like hey you know what do you want to make for the year and I was like, I want to make sixty grand, or at least like close to that number, because I thought it'd be a good number to achieve. And then I realized, I'm like, I would have to work six days a week for twelve hours straight with no breaks whatsoever, just to even make it to the amount I needed to get to. And yet, yeah. then you have, you know, the gym making about seven grand worth a month worth of milkshakes <laughs> or yes. protein yeah. shakes, and you're like, the hell, what the hell am I doing here? Like, you know. Yeah. That, and that's that's why I left and we went to a nine to five job. Yep, I know what you mean. I remember the moment I did the math, and I was set if I would have finished out, you know, the full year of being a trainer there, they were gonna make about seventy thousand <laughs> off of me as a trainer. And I was like, whoa, 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 wait just a second. <laughs> so that was an eye opening experience for me right there. Same as you. Yeah. There's, it's just really it's a great starting point. If you're a new trainer, it's an awesome starting point. But if you're trying to go next level, I don't think, I don't think there's any way. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. So, um, what have been the pain points of you start opening up the gym and like continue like out of the six months that you've had the gym open? Like, what are like the major pain points if you've like you know seen and try to fix? Pain points. Okay, so really, it's kind of been smooth sailing, honestly. However, going right back to that whole being type A thing. It's, it's having people on your team that's going to run your play and actually do your vision. Because trainers have different ideas on what fitness is and movement standards and how they coach things. And I want it to be done a certain way, obviously, because, again, horsepower fitness, that's my baby. I've been working on this forever. So, really, that's probably the hardest pain point. We have some amazing trainers. Yes. Yes, you do. It's kind of having those conversations of, like, okay, this is the vision, and this is how I want it done. Because at the same time, I'm not very confrontational, so it's hard to have those conversations. But when it comes to this kind of stuff in your vision, you just have to put it out there. So, that was really getting out of my comfort zone to have those conversations. Mm -hmm. That's really been the biggest pain point. Other than that, I have loved every minute of building this brand. It's a challenge, yes. It is such a challenge, but I've loved everything about it. Yeah, and your your op- the gym, the um, grand opening of the gym was a huge hit. Oh, that was a crazy experience. Oh my I gosh! Wasn't expecting that. Yeah, that I like. 
I was I walked in and I'm like, holy cow, there's like so many people here, and it's all yeah. it was awesome. I was so not ready for that, but it's 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 a thrill whenever you see that much support. You know, just people from all the different gyms coming in. Yeah. So have have the other people from the other gyms like kind of talked to you about like what to expect or like what have they had problems with and they fixed? Uh, I mean. It's weird, you know, when you leave gyms, you don't necessarily burn bridges, but you kind of burn bridges. Like, I still felt like I left on good terms and everything, but I don't know. I mean, I kind of hate to say it and be negative, but I don't feel like a lot of gyms want you to be successful after you leave that gym. Mm -hmm. The only, there's only been, I worked at six, there's only been one that's actually been really supportive. No, 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 I'll take it back. There's been two gyms that's been really supportive. And one of them is a buddy of mine, Travis's and Alfreda. He has been super supportive this entire time. The other ones, it's kind of like when you leave, you're dead to them. Yeah, I mean, there's there's really not been a whole lot of words of wisdom from anyone. Um, they may send you a thumbs up. Like, literally, they might send you a thumbs up on a text <laughs> message. Yeah. <laughs> but that'll be about it. Yeah. It's, I don't know, it's strange. It's a strange little community sometimes. Yeah. When it comes to leaving gyms and whatnot, but that's okay. You know, I still wish the best for everyone. I truly do. I know it's cliche to say that, but I really do. Everyone, there's plenty of clients out there for everyone. Just run your play, find your clientele, find your people, and just go with it from that. I mean, Brad, you could open up right next door, and I'd be like, hey, you guys, you should go check out Bradley's gym. You'd be perfect for Bradley's gym. I would have no problem with that. There's plenty for everyone. <laughs> Deal. Let's do it. <laughs> no, yeah, anything, anything to, uh, to ride on Chris Sexton. To go. Stop it. <laughs> no, so, for you guys, for you guys who don't know, you got to understand, right? Chris is being pretty humble about his athletic background and skill. But you know, if you uh, check him on CrossFit website, you'll find out that the guy is at a really high level as far as his athletic performance goes. Um, and he's so humble and down to earth. It, it's, it's really refreshing, uh, to spend time in somebody, uh, in fitness, in the fitness industry who is so talented, so skilled, so capable, and yet so relatable. So, uh, I know that's, uh, that's why you're a huge success. Uh, with Thanks, Brad, you got to walk the talk, you know, I think you just have to lead by example. Mm -hmm. I mean, how are they going to listen to you if you're not out there doing it? Yeah. Exactly. And I, I love the time when I went to CrossFit Passion with you the first time and we were working out and obviously like your endurance is a little bit better, than, actually a lot better than mine. And so I was, there was a partner workout and then you went up to me and says, you know, it's nice once in a while to see you suffer. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite. <laughs> I have pictures of Brad laying on the ground after a workout. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. So, um, unfortunately, with the Zoom call, we're only getting like forty minutes. So, we're, we're, no I, so I mean, obviously, I want to talk a heck of a lot more. But, uh, Brad, do you have any questions before we have like the final final couple? Yeah, Chris. So, with your brand new uh, app coming out, mm -hmm. and you're so good in person with groups and with people. Are you looking for different people that are going to buy your app and your programming online versus somebody working in person? Is that a different client? Are they the same person? What's the difference there? I think it's a different client. You know, we've all, all three of us on this Zoom right now, we've all been asked, how much does it cost? And then you'll tell them, and that can eliminate people right out of the gate. 
But guess what? Fitness is still important, whether you are making big bank or not. So I'm trying to provide a solution to where everyone can afford this. You know, maybe you can't afford personal training sessions at $60 a pop, but you can probably afford 39 bucks a month to still have access to programming. And we're still going to be commenting on everything that you do through the app. So really the app is scalable. It's the workouts that we're doing in-house and it's for general population. Most people can be more fit by following a general population program. You know, it's, it's really just certain ones that need the special fine tuning. You know, I had a personal trainer for a while cause I wanted to try to get to that next level, but really general population, they're going to get more fit. So the app is people, you know, maybe, maybe they live too far away. Maybe they want to use their home gym. Maybe financial is the biggest part of it. There's a lot of reasons that you would choose the app over it. Maybe you just work out better by yourself. So really, I think the clientele is different. The clientele that's coming in to see me face to face, they need a whole different kind of motivation. They need to actually have an appointment and come in and see someone. The people who are going to be on the app are maybe a little bit more self-disciplined. Um, they're cool paying $39 a month. It's, you can reach more people, and that is the goal, to reach as many people as possible. Very cool. Very cool. All right, so three questions. What are your goals, real quick, what are your goals for this year for you know personal or gym-wise? Gym okay, gym-wise, obviously just keep putting out content and growing our audience. I'm trying to go big. I'm swinging for the fences. Uh, personal, I want to run a ultra marathon and it's, it's like a trail. So I'll be on the trail for the first time ever. It's something different. Ooh. I've done 10 marathons and I want to do something that's different. I've done marathons, been there, done that. So it's a 30 mile, uh, trail run slash hike, I guess this is new to me. So yeah. I'm getting out of my comfort zone there. So grow the business, the ultra, and then a third one. Oh gosh, I guess that's really it. Okay. Uh, I mean, I just got a girlfriend for the first time in a long time, so I should probably prioritize that whole thing. <laughs> I don't know if you or something. I'm not sure. <laughs> That's new to me. Yeah. So, do you, you do you read any books at all, or do you have a book that you're reading that you're really digging? Uh, not at the moment. I'm a big Dave Ramsey guy, mm -hmm. so I just finished his Total Money Makeover not too long ago. I'm fascinated with finances. I just think it's fun to read up on that stuff. Side note, I just bought a new truck like an hour ago. So I don't know that his teachings actually paid off as I went off the road. <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah. But definitely check out Dave Ramsey's stuff okay. if you're into financial type stuff. All right, cool. So uh, last last question. So what would you tell a new trainer what to expect when, uh, when they first started out personal training? You're going to get up really early in the morning. Yeah, pretty much. Be prepared much. for that. Yeah. I think I got up at 3.30 in the morning for like over three and a half years. Now I get up at 4 a.m., so I'm really sleeping in. But people love to come work out early in the morning. So if you are going to be a personal trainer, probably go ahead and expect that you're going to be there either early in the morning or late at night because that's when people work out. Second of all, you need to always be welcoming with your personality. If you're just like kind of being an ass, do you think someone's going to be excited to show up and see you? Probably not. Like Brad is always in a good mood. Tom, you're always in a good mood. If you're not, you at least look like you are. Yeah. <laughs> and then also, I would really suggest having a plan for their session. If they walk in and you're like, oh, this machine's open, let's go do that. 
it really just doesn't look super professional to me. I think you having a plan of, all right, we're going to work legs today. And this is how we're going to work your legs right when they walk in and you're totally prepared. I think that speaks volumes for the training session. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, last but not least, if anybody wants to reach out to you like personal training wise or using the app, like where can people reach out to you? So our website is horsepowerfitnesstraining.com. You can find me on Instagram. It's at Chris S. Sexton. Uh, we put up a ton of content. We just started launching um, free at-home workouts every week on our Instagram. The, um, the horsepower Instagram is horsepower.fitness. You can find us there. Really just wherever you look, we're going to be on there. Facebook, Instagram, check out our website. There's tons of places to find us. Please reach out. Okay, awesome. Well, thanks, man. I really do appreciate you being on this being on the show. So I've been I've been trying to hound on you for a while just to get you get you on here. Oh, well, I was chicken, Tom. Yeah. I was afraid. <laughs> this is my first time. <laughs> well, thank you very much. And you know, once again, I'd love to have you back on just talking about the gym. You know, maybe within six months or something like that, kind of have a another one just to talk about you know yeah definitely your ultra marathon the gym and, and whatever else you got whatever you got got planned because you're super busy yeah all right man well thank you very much and we'll catch you later cool see y'all later Chris.